Welcome to Radio What's in the Talk Show, discussing all things pop culture. And today we're discussing sport and uh, none other than, than a motorsport. Of course, F1 is taking over the world. It's a bit of a phenomenon at the moment with uh, Drive to Five and F1's popularity skyrocketing uh, within the last four years or so. And of course, it all uh, culminated last year with the, the the closest title fight or one of the closest <laughs> title fights we've seen uh, with Red Bull and Mercedes and Max Verstappen and Lewis Hamilton at the end. Uh, and joining me to discuss that is uh, Simon Blackburn. How are you? I'm very good. I'm super excited to talk about this first time actually talking about sport on a podcast. And you know that I'm like fever pitch uh, with, with F1 living and breathing it just going further down that that rabbit hole um uh ultimately culminating in what will be our first both of our first uh f1 grand prix in in melbourne coming up soon that's right almost three weeks uh to the day or well mm-hmm. just over three weeks i guess and we'll be in uh lovely uh, melbourne and uh seeing the uh f1 there that'll be great first uh first time going to grand prix so Mm. Who'd have thought all these years ago that I would be, <laughs> first of all, watching uh, watching motorsport, <laughs> now watching it live every every time a race is on, to the point where I'm watching qualifying, watching practice, practice yep. I'm just living and breathing it, really. And also, great time as well, because it's like, Melbourne's been cancelled two years in a row, it's the first time that the track has been resurfaced since the circuit existed in Albert Park. So we're getting like fresh everything and we've got fresh regs, brand new car designs. It's all just culminated and come together. A reason to go to Melbourne that's not packed. So what a surprise for once. <laughs> now, uh, I guess let's get our kind of uh, our fandom and allegiance out of the way. You're a bit of a uh, um, McLaren tragic over here. With You've got the McLaren colors in the background. Of course, it's an audio only podcast, but uh, to give you kind of visual, visual representation, uh, behind you, you've got like the uh, what are they soundboards on on your wall? Like yeah, the acoustic or? panels. Yeah, yep. acoustic panels. You've got the orange there, and the, and then the kind of the navy. Yep, dark and blue, the white, and then a so, bit of the uh, bit of the grey. Yeah, yep, storm grey as they look, call it. Unfortunately, I couldn't get the exact <laughs> uh, papaya orange, but this is the closest that uh, Amazon offered. So. <laughs> Yeah, when it's see Zach Brown like kick down your doorway and like throw the like the guard dogs onto you, and there'll be like SWAT team around him, and like copyright infringement for using the same color or something. I'd be stoked that Zach Brown just visited me. So <laughs> I don't really care if he gets the door down. <laughs> yeah, uh, quick, quick fire. How? Uh, like, what's got you into F one? So I was into. I, I first came across it. Nigel Mansell's uh, F1 Game Boy game back when I was in year one and my mate had it, brought it to school. <laughs> and I remember being like, what's this Grand Prix? <laughs> because the <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> Grand Prix was just the idea of uh, you know a different language was, was beyond me at that point. Um, but yeah, I was kind of like intrigued then. And then it wasn't sort of until around mid to late 90s, uh, Schumacher's everywhere. Um, and then my, my dad had models of, he had a Ferrari model and other stuff. And so he, he kind of followed it. Um, and then it wasn't until I got F1 World Grand Prix on 64 that it really kind of like embedded a much more of an interest. And I started following it. Um, my race I'd always choose was, uh, David Coulthard, who's, um, yeah, of course, uh, 
at the time McLaren with uh, Mika Hakkinen. So um, he now, you know, does a lot of uh, post post race interviews and stuff. But he, of course, was one of um of one of the first Red Bull drivers and that sort of thing as well. Um, so so that's all cool. But basically, there's obviously a, a period of time between when that game came out. I was in around you know, year six at the time, so ninety eight. Um, and it wasn't until I got to high school, kind of like dropped out of it a bit. And then all these years later, um, Drive to Survive comes on, and I'm like, oh yes, I remember. I'm, I remember really liking formula one um and you know you kind of keep you a little bit of of a finger on the pulse obviously through people like ricardo and that um but yeah yeah that sort of really kind of like i i delved into it more than i ever ever have before watch watch the uh the show year to year and then it's not until the last couple of years that i've uh, really actually got into the, the, the full f1 experience um, talking to to like-minded people that are either newly come on or or have been you know kind of F one lifers and um, yeah it's really just brought it's got a whole new popularity and it's just brought heaps of people together so um, yeah that's that's why I'm right now and I'm 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 all all over it. I'm all in it <laughs> I have so many pictures of cars and people and guys saved in my phone <laughs> yeah nothing sus no not at all. Uh, same for me. It was really video games. Formula One '97 or '98, I think it was on the on the PlayStation One. Uh, Placebo, every me and every you was in the soundtrack. It's also <laughs> got me into Placebo as a band. So uh, thank you, video games and and racing games in particular. And of course, Michael Schumacher and Ferrari. They're pretty much synonymous with Formula mm-hmm. One and kind of these figures that were bigger than the sport themselves. You think Michael Jordan. You think Tiger Woods. Uh, all those kind of figures that transcend the sport themselves. And, and even Manchester United in that early era was not like, do you follow soccer or do you follow Premier League? It's like you follow Manchester United or you you're, you you know of the Bulls, whether you follow the sport or not. So it was always mm-hmm. Schumacher and, and seeing that kind of uh, of coverage. And then, of course, fast-forwarding uh, towards, and like once again, like you were saying before, just being a sport lover and, and watching kind of Sports Night or anything like that, and you have uh, that peaking like little interest in like Mark Webber and kind of his duels with uh, Sebastian Vettel and kind of knowing that at that time for, for me and, and not really watching it or whatever and just kind of knowing, uh, you know, whatever that multi, multi, uh, multi 21 or whatever, or that, that kind of controversy, I can't remember what the actual code was um, and, and kind of hating on Sebastian Vettel and not really knowing how great he was at the time and, yeah. and just, you know, <laughs> screwing over our, uh, our Australian boy, Mark Webber. It's very easy to of, want to just back your country. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. And then fast forwarding to Daniel Ricciardo and kind of uh, Ricciardo and, and Max Verstappen as well. So um, it's always been like a peaking interest. But once again, Drive to Survive is kind of the gateway and kind of understanding the complexity of the sport when it comes to, uh, you know, the I guess the politics behind it. Also, the strategy mm. um, in, in race strategy as well. So, uh, yeah, a lot of fascination there. And then kind of that's kind of it's been like a gateway drug and, and getting on into it as like a full time fan and following it forward now. So, um for me, Max Verstappen, I love Verstappen. Uh, I, you know, I follow rugby league, so I kind of, they're the type of players I, I, I like that are very <laughs> aggressive and, and not backward and coming forward and, and kind of like footballers, you know? So I see Max and I just look at him, he's like a competitor. So I know Max is quite a controversial character, but I kind of, I, I love that he pushes it pushes it to the limit and to the edge so i, I really mm-hmm. like red bull as, as a brand and even horner even some of the dumb stuff he says and kind <laughs> of uh he, he you know he's quite inflammatory with a lot of his comments which uh i know he really shouldn't be but um i do really like him as 
a character, even though he feels a little bit like Hollywood or putting it on or uh, that, you know, that kind of stuff at the time. But uh, I, mm. I really like Red Bull, Max Verstappen, uh, what Sergio did for them last year. And, and of course, I like a lot of the lo- young drivers like Leclerc, Gasly, Lando, of course. So um, I think there's a, a decent amount of drivers there that I do do like and um, very few that I really don't like outside of Preby. Lance Stroll just because of his, I guess, his personality that I see or what they let me see through yeah. uh, through coverage and, and in interviews. And, and then the other one, of course, is uh, Valtteri Bottas, who I think is just a little bit of a robot. And uh, <laughs> I guess we'll get into that a bit later. So there's only really two drivers that I don't really gravitate towards. Everyone else in the field. I, but I since of, since uh, a, recent, a recent shift, a uh, very, very recent shift uh, in the certain uh, Haas area, um, for a very much positive change, uh, we managed to get rid of the <laughs> much that's right. so, character. Uh, so. <laughs> yeah, so that's kind of my uh, feelings there. What about your feelings? Like McLaren is your team? Yeah, yeah. Like? So so that that was sort of like almost accidental in a way. Like, so as I said, got into it with DC and McLaren and then it was kind of like through watching Drive to Survive and stuff, it was, very, it was very easy at the start to straight up be like, oh, sweet, you know, Ricardo, everyone loves Ricardo, especially him being from, from Perth and I'm in Western Australia and that sort of stuff. Um, and then he has, a bit of, he has a bit of a journey through that series and he ends up at McLaren. But um, yeah, funnily enough, I just there's something about that I really like about kind of being a fan, like a sort of like diehard fan at the start of and early in someone's career who just has so much like potential there um that and that being lando norris so often if i ever wear any of my lando merch um and any, any of the people down here be like oh you're wearing the wrong shirt as in like you should be wearing ricardo it's just like no no i just i yeah and, and we'll get into it but i feel like um ricardo somewhat peaked at some point um and i just don't think he's going to achieve the heights that lando can so yeah, but we'll certainly dig into that. But that's that's where I'm at, and um, my my second and third favorite drivers are uh, Pierre Gasly and Carlos Sainz. So again, so two kind of like younger drivers that are really just going from strength to strength. So that's kind of our kind of brief introduction into how we got into F1, how recent that is, and our kind of team preferences and and driver preferences. Uh, we're going to count down our, I guess the. Um, the Constructors' Championship from 10 to 1 uh, and see how we go from there. And we're also going to discuss our uh, who we think will win the Drivers' Championship and kind of where everyone will place in that as well. And then towards the end, we're going to have like five kind of pinpoint more more, hmm. more uh, narrowed down predictions of what we think will happen uh, in the season. So um, I guess... Uh, Give give us a give us a tick. Can you give us a teaser? Can you give us one now and then uh, four later? Is there anything uh, that will not okay. spoil something? Okay, we'll give do one that. Now? Okay, we'll we'll do we'll do one now and then we can cap it off the end with the with the other four. So I think I put you on both, the spot here. I think both Magnussen and Schumacher will score at least ten points each for Haas throughout Ooh. the season. Wow, very nice. There you go. Uh, my number one, uh, well, one prediction I've got here is Charles Leclerc's four-year Monaco nightmare will come to an end. After finishing 18th in his first year with Alfa Romeo, then three straight retirements, I guess one of them was technically a did-not-start-with-Ferrari, uh, he will finally win and get that uh, that magic moment mm. and we'll all kind of... So he's going to win his home, his... Uh... We'll all grow up in our eyes and yes. feel good for him. So <laughs> after last year's horror of uh, the formation lap... Yes, of course, uh, which is covered in the so latest of course. drive to survive, despite that season four missing out a lot of uh, certain other aspects of it. But yeah, um, definitely, I, I think I think that'd be cool to actually see that happen. 
Yes. So some of them predictions, some of them are like more things that I would love to see. So uh, I guess we'll hear uh, later on from the other four that we have uh, lined up as well. But let's get into uh, the drivers construct. Oh, the, sorry, the constructors championship. Mm-hmm. And this is a question before we're getting into this. It might spoil something. Is the person you've chosen as, uh, or you think, or predicted for to win the drivers championship is are they from the same team that you've predicted to win the constructors championship, or are they no, different? They're not. They're different. They are different. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. Very yes. interesting. Wow. I say wow, and I like very interesting. Like I also have this. I have that same <laughs> answer as well. I have a different constructors championship. No, that's to cool. The, Maybe to we're the along the same the lines. Let's see. Let's see. <laughs> Maybe we are. We'll see. Uh, let's count it down from uh, 10, 10 to one. Mm-hmm. Um, who is your tenth ranked team? Who do you think will uh, be bottom of the 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 rankings again? Will it be Hass anchored at the bottom again for twenty twenty two, or will someone else? Uh, so, so basically, this time around, like one thing off the bat is I feel like all of these teams are going to be a lot closer um, in the points. There's not going to be such a, a huge gap between, particularly between mid to 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 bottom of the pack. Um, I think that's de- that's definitely going to be a lot tighter. So just keep that into consideration. Um, but I think in number 10 will be Williams, um, uh, despite the fact that they're, you know, getting getting album back and everything. Um, I just think, I think they might be plagued a bit by some sort of technical issues and stuff with the car. Um, I would like to note that they do have my third favorite design this year. I, I absolutely love what the Williams looks like. But um, yeah, I think uh, just looking at the two drivers, I put Latifi at the very bottom. I really like him as a person. I just think, he, again, it's going to be close, but he's just going to be outperformed by, by um, everyone else, um, even the new rookie. So um, yeah, and then I've got... Uh, Albin slotting in at number 16 which for a bottom of the pack uh, uh, team in my in my rankings um, that's actually quite respectable so I think he's going he's to kind of do what like a George Russell did where he drives it beyond its capabilities yep um, f- for number 10 for me I've got Alfa Romeo um, mm. purely based on the fact that uh, they've got a rookie driver in Zhao, is it? Yep. That the pronunciation? Uh, Gu- um, yeah, so Gu- I guess Yu we Zhou, saw... Or Zhou Guan Yu, you say it either, either way, I don't Zhou know, Yu. one of them's the correct way. <laughs> I guess I'll, I'll, I'll get better at that uh, as the season progresses. <laughs> um, I guess we just saw that last year with either Mazepin and Schumacher trying to find their feet. We saw glimpses of um, Schumacher uh, when he was going up against Max in the Hungarian... Uh, Grand Prix, I think I it was, so. yep, when yep. Uh, kind of Max had got shunted at the start and kind of had a damaged floor, so he was kind of brought back up, uh, at the pack and was struggling to kind of catch up. That's the race that Ocon won. Um, but mm. there was a little bit of a duel there with Schumacher kind of taking it to him, and he hadn't really had too many chances to kind of have a go being at the back uh, at someone. So I, I, I think that was um, a little bit of a moment maybe just to see kind of his uh, driver IQ. So um, for me, I think... Uh, Zal, he may, oh, he might, maybe he won't get that that moment this year. So, so I'm thinking maybe Hass will regress past them, and then the other one is just Valtteri Bottas, who is, uh, I guess, um, you know, coming from uh, Mercedes and finishing the drivers' championship up so high last year. It's hard to put him so low, but I have him um, as. Like I have him seventeenth, and and Zhao is twentieth, mm. so it might be a bit of controversial, and maybe it shows my mm. own opinion 
um, of the drivers <laughs> yeah. as well. And maybe, projecting. May, maybe that's there. So uh, just not rating Bottas. Um, uh, there was a few moments last year when in the Mercedes car, which we saw Lewis kind of dominate the field and even and even Max in the Red Bull and his difference between what Perez was and Perez was giving, there were moments where Valtteri kind of had to hold up uh, Max for two or three laps, you know, like do your best and, and it wouldn't last. And there was moments where Valtteri was down, uh, down the pack and kind of really struggled to get through back markers and it would be kind of even off starts he would he would lose kind of positions uh you know be be up on high and and that was like that the race in in mexico when you know i think valtteri had pole and he had lewis in, in third and and kind of you know or was it max in third i can't remember max did the kind of the, the, the kind of the double overtake <laughs> uh, mm, was mm. able to defend off the first corner so um there's a lot of moments where i see valtteri and i'm, I'm sure other people that are longtime motorsport fans like know of his skill and his mm. his credibility um and and what he can do but for me what I, just what i see is like he has this amazing car but there are so many times when he just seems to and this is a guy that's finished like you know third in the championship or whatever yeah. and, and yeah, scored yeah, yeah. all these points so it might be a bit controversial but um i don't know he just lacks that kind of that mongrel or that kind of i like, think I, I think a lot of it's going to be and i'll touch on it when i get to alpha is going to be i i feel like he has a different mindset um, he is the superior, quote unquote, superior driver in Alpha. Um, very much super experienced and stuff. And so I feel like without that kind of like Mercedes pressure and the and the whole Lewis kind of like thing playing into his mind, I think he's actually going to do better for the capabilities of that car than what he showed in a Mercedes. Mm. But and that's I, just, and that's I hope that's helping. the case. Like yeah. even though I don't dislike him, like personality trait wise. I hope that's the case that he kind of gets this, even though he's winning the lesser car, he kind of somewhat gets to step out of that shadow of like, you know. Mm. Apparently like this, um, certain kind of like F1 journos and that have seen him at these like gatherings and that for, for this year and stuff. And apparently he's just like super, he's like smiley, he's like talkative and everything. And he, like it feels like he's actually really changed his tune. So, um, and, and, and I have listened to kind of like interviews towards the end of last year with him, um, particularly after it was announced that he was getting replaced. And, um, it was just generally that thing of, it just sounded like he was, he just couldn't take to the, to that whole Mercedes pressure and just being in, in the shadow of someone else. So, you know, I'm, I'm hoping that that might in some ways might change your perspective of him and that he might actually be a more lively person. We'll see. <laughs> who's who, who's we, who? Do you think we, will come? We, we reprogrammed him. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, did not compute. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So number nine. Uh, speak yep. of the devil. It's Alfa Romeo. So. <laughs> um i it's, think it's they, funny because i've actually got william william williams as my number nine as well yeah so so, so we are uh, i guess we have the same, the same yeah yeah bottom two yeah exactly so um i actually really love the love the livery it's i think it's my fourth favorite design so there's that there um but yeah i put uh guan yu Zhou at 19 um i feel like again it's that rookie factor but i think alpha are gonna have a better car than williams and that will just be that little bit difference between him and Latifi, despite lack of experience. Um, and Bottas, I think, is going to come in at a respectable 14th. I think that re- that's that kind of like newfound sort of, I know, I guess, excitement for F1 or whatever and just not having this Mercedes thing um, will kind of push him to somewhat try and prove him, prove himself, even though he's in a like quote unquote dramatically 
lower performing car, uh, at least based on, on, on suggestions so far. So yeah, that's, uh, that's alpha for, for me. I think, um, they, they will struggle like with the Williams. I think they're going to have some technical issues and stuff, but, um, I think you'll probably see them starting to, to pick up, uh, after the first several races have, have got, have gone. And with me, with the Williams team, I've got Latifi at 19 and Alex Albon at 18. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, Latifi. Yeah, I know. Con- is that controversial as well? Uh, I think, I think, no, not Latifi, but I think Albon probably is given, um, but then it, it is a bit hard because it's like you, you, you are putting someone that, that does have, like a respectable skill set and has been very much involved being like, you know, with, with Red Bull and everything, but then you're putting him in what looks to be probably the least powerful car. Um, well, so. we just saw what George Russell did with the car last year and what mm. he was able to get out of that. And then the points that Russell and Latifi got that weekend when they both got points. Yes. Yeah. I can't yeah. remember what weekend that was. Was that the race that Ocon won? I think. Yeah. Also yeah. the Hungarian. Mm-hmm. Um, you can Wait, take that kind of outlier of where the five, one. yeah, yep, yeah, where the five cars kind of crashed in that start. Mm-hmm. Like if you take those points out of out of the equation uh, and kind of see where the Williams T would be without that. Of course, Haas scored zero points. Um, mm-hmm. I'm just wondering: is Alex Albon better than a, a George Russell driver? Like, is he going to be able to extract what George Russell could out of the car? Even mm-hmm. though what George Russell did outside of the qualifying at kind of Spa. Um, where he almost pushed. You know, I, Max think, to I, I think. I we think see the uh, fruits of that. Mm, that yeah, no, I get it. I get it. I think from the like uh, album when he was coming as a rebel junior suffered a lot from just that. Just not you know. The, again, it's it's just, it's just that mental pressure. It's just not having like the that confidence and that sort of stuff. But when he when he did do well, it was like oh wow, you can you can see the you can see the potential there. Um, and he's had a long time to sort of like go away and and he's and he's being almost like that go-to like referral person in Red Bull. And he's like, you know, the one that's like doing the simulator stuff and everything. So I, f- I feel like he's coming in with a renewed confidence. You do already get the vibe from stuff that you've seen with him that he he's next to Latifi. He's in the Williams uniform and that, but you can kind of tell that he's just treating it like, okay, this is just like my entry, re-entry point. Like, I don't actually kind of feel like mm. he's super serious. Like, he's just trying to... It's, uh, in my mind, if he does well, it's going to be him and Gasly lining up to replace like a like a Perez or something down down the track. So, um, yep. yeah, very, very interesting. But yeah, he, he comes from the same sort of class and stuff as George Russell. But I think George is, is just that bit bit more experienced and, ha- and has done the jump. So... Um, yeah, I I kind of pushed it. I pushed him to sixteen, and just that little bit of hope that he can kind of like get there. Yeah. Uh, who was your number eight team? Number eight is Aston Martin, which who I feel have the best looking car. Um, I think that looks absolutely amazing, um, but I don't think they're going to perform absolutely amazing. Hence being in number eight. Um, so I've got Lance Stroll. Everyone's favorite daddy boy um <laughs> in 18 um and i think he's just gonna be sitting above joe purely because the aston will be um that bit better car than alpha he obviously has the experience but uh, generally he is very much f- forgotten um even when he has been doing kind of like well in the midfield and stuff uh it's it's just a very strange 
Yeah, but I, I, in many ways, I hope that he can kind of like like prove himself, so he isn't just that sort of like I'm I'm that perception of I'm here because my dad owns it, owns the company and everything. But um, I don't really take to him that much anyway. Um, so I feel like eighteen is yeah. It, Aston's going to struggle a bit this year, um, and as such, I put Sebastian Vettel in fifteenth. So um, yeah, I don't Weesh. I don't think they've cracked it. I think visually it's like, wow, here's like a refresh. We're doing serious. They had a good presentation and everything, but I actually think they're going to struggle and they're, yeah, they won't. They'll disappoint once again, unfortunately. (laughs) Interesting. Uh, Number eight for me is uh, I've got Alpine Mm. Uh, at Mm -hmm. number eight. I've got Ocon at 16 and uh, Fernando Alonso at 13. Um, of course, Ooh. Ocon won the race last year. Fernando Alonso was quite competitive, especially off uh, off uh, the starts and being able to like pretty much predict that he was going to overtake multiple people <laughs> off the off the off the start line. Of starting laps was quite impressive and a multi-time world champion. But um, I don't know. It's just this is just a, I guess a gut feeling. Like teams for the other teams to kind of improve, I have to drop some down. So mm-hmm. um, it's completely just it's it's a vibe. It's a vibe. Yeah, I I was thinking along the same lines of you and then I changed my tune through kind of like listening to a bit more of some of the like testing review stuff and that and that kind of made me push them push them a bit higher but yeah I, I originally was thinking around the same as you because did they also lose a day with the uh with the Alpine uh yeah because they had the they didn't have the fire like Williams but they had they were like one of the one of the first kind of like big Stuff ups. That, that, yeah. that was in Barcelona, I guess wasn't it? I think, yeah. Yeah, I think it. Yeah. I try to remember because they've been running the pink, the all pink livery, the haggard all pink livery in uh, <laughs> in Bahrain testing. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess with I new cars and new regulations, it's kind of, I feel like like these six days combined of testing is so important and, and missing out you know, kind of any time puts you on the back foot and with new regulations and kind of all the, uh, you know, the unknown issues or like teams struggling with that uh whatever they're calling it the, the bouncing up and down the porpoising or whatever the porpoising. So, uh, and maybe yep. there are other 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 stuff that will uh kind of go into the work so anyone that's kind of got the the leg up and, and having the six days the full data and, and kind of have a look at I, I feel like that's anyone that's off that uh maybe maybe it's just what i'm basing that off so hmm yeah oh, fair enough Who, uh okay who got seven? so, seventh i have haas um, which I was actually. I also pretty... have Haas at seven. So uh, oh, well, there you go. So we're thinking discussion. a little same because I, in in many ways that was kind of like bold prediction. But um, man, they have like faced so much shit. <laughs> like you could always just hear the disappointment in your mind of like Gunther Steiner when all the stuff with like Russia and everything was happening, and then their bits their not being arriving to get full testing and everything and it's just like they needed some positive ray of light and that came in the form of k-mag kevin magnuson so um i thought in terms of all the potential suitors for to to replace mazepin and that sort of came out of nowhere and it just made so much sense and then k-mag then goes out and say what you will or take what you will from testing and, and all the caveats that come with it but he he smashes the fastest lap and you're like could this be there? Could this be the point where it's like they have the right people now together? Schumacher's improved. They've clearly put like two years, they've essentially sacrificed two years 
of being at the bottom to be able to put it into this car um and is this is this where it all lines up did they have to shake off just that Mazepin negativity to to get this all together, and I feel like it's going to give them that um, the performance boost and the confidence boost, uh, as well as the fact that I really feel like you know K Mag and Schumacher would just generally as a team get along really well together. Um, so yeah, I've I've got a good feeling for them. I'm not throw, you know, doing the wild expectations where people are putting them up in fifth and that sort of thing. Um, yeah, <laughs> let's not go overboard. But I would really love for for Haas to to get um, seventh. Um, and as such, the removal of the Eurocarly uh, design and everything and their updated delivery, um, whilst it was at the bottom before, because it's just like, you know, it's the same house again. I actually quite like it now. It's sitting at ninth, but um, still just kind of feels like a good refreshed uh, thing after a few weeks of chaos and potential uh, money back slash lawsuit. <laughs> <laughs> so I felt like they were such a likable team when they had Grosjean and, and Magnussen and kind of it all went to shit. They needed the financing. They kind of turned to um you know Mazepin Senior to be the kind of the sponsor and then you get a basically a, a paid driver in with uh Mazepin and the controversy with him, you know, groping the groping the girl and then uh still getting the the drive there and then basically spinning out and getting the nickname Mazaspin and uh and then you trying know, to blame a lot of the people fact, off. In- yeah, trying to blame the fact that like so, oh, you know, it couldn't possibly be me. These cars must be different. No, the cars are the same. The cars we'll are different cars and then in. pissing people yeah. off in practice yeah. and not knowing driver etiquette in qualifying and that kind of stuff and getting in people's way and, and hot laps mm. and stuff. So um, they they almost went from a team of like underdogs that like, you know, Magnussen and Grosjean, especially Grosjean, who's been in the sport for so long, um, that you kind of could could kind of get behind it and cheer for them. Like, I hope they pick up a point every now and then. Kind of went to being unlikable. And I feel like uh, Michael Schumacher uh, was kind of the the kind of the foil for that. Like, oh, okay, you know, we've got the, the sponsor here, paid driver. We got rid of Magnussen Grosjean. Um, we're underperforming. But, you know, now we're going to get... Uh, we'll get Michael Schumacher in for good press to kind of offset that. So, um, you know, now that they've got the sport of the sponsor, Mazepin's gone. Um Magnuson's back. It's it's kind of almost like you want you kind of want to root for them, and you're kind of like, oh, well, mm. I hope you know, like you said, I hope this this two years has not been for nothing, and and hope they kind of uh, perform better. So yeah, yeah, definitely, wicked. Um, oh, so in saying uh, that, you- I, oh, sorry. So just while we're on Haas, I have Schumacher in at seventeenth, and I have Magnuson all the way up at eleventh. Yeah, wow. I got them at uh, 14 and 15 with Magnuson oh, there you go. Uh, above Pairing together. Very nice. Very nice. Pairing together. Pairing. Very nice. Uh, who have you got at number six? Have we got the same no- number six? Number six, I have Alpine, um, who have clearly the worst livery. I don't know what they're doing. The return of the BWT <laughs> is just like a stain in my face. Um and they somehow like come across as like strawberry Oreos branding meets toothpaste brand. It's just like, man, just bring back the yellow and black. I know that you have to rebrand, Renault had to rebrand themselves, but just even if it's just the Alpine logo on yellow and black, I would absolutely love that. They would stick right out. It'd be great. But there's just something that just feels like a bit of like a hackathon sort of thing to me without like something isn't quite gelling. Um, so it's, it's always been a bit hard for me to take them seriously as a team. And in many ways, I feel bad for the drivers. That it's kind of like they almost, I don't know, in my mind, I, I, I quite take to, to Ocon and Alonso. And it's like, I feel like that 
they almost just deserve a team that kind of has the bigger picture all together um, a bit more. But um, it's, 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 it's a bit hard. I think, um, you know, sixth is definitely like that's, that's definitely respectable. And that's about where, you know, going on from last year that they would probably slot into anyway. Um, I do feel like Alonso's going to have a lot of frustrations with the car and it not like he wants to kind of go out in a high. I don't think it's going to be delivering for him. Um, he's going to be, uh, well, I mean, he is in the top 10, so I'll let you know that later, but I've got Ocon in, um, at, at number 12. Um, so yeah, it's, it's going to be a very tight midfield with all this going on. Uh, number six for me is Aston Martin, and that is uh, with a Lance Stroll at twelve, and then Sebastian Vettel not uh, not too far in front uh, at number ten. Um, <clears throat> oh, gave away! Your yeah, chance. I don't know. It just <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I gave, right, I gave away Sebastian Vettel at ten. Um, yeah, I, I don't really think of too much of 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 Stroll, uh, mm. but. I love Vettel, and I'm hoping he really has a, a good season, specifically uh, if it could end up being his last. So, you know, him and Alonso are kind of getting towards that uh, that time almost, uh, especially mm. with our Piastri waiting in the wings for um, Alpine and absolutely and the likewise. Absolutely. So, uh, yeah, I I don't know. I just uh, I have I just have them at six. There you go. I don't know really know much. So more yeah, to say. we've essentially we've we've just got our our, our Alpines and Astons. Around the other way, basically. <laughs> so, yeah, I feel like we were thinking along the same lines, but we're probably leaning into, like, one thing over another. So, very mm. cool. I guess it's just the testing stuff that uh, losing days uh, was, was what I've kind of based my Alpine being yep. lower than what these teams are. I'm guessing we have a joint five. We'll say what our five is. We'll go one, two, three, and then we'll say what our, uh, what our fifth one is. You ready? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One... Two, three, Alpha Tori. It's so funny because 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 I because uh, you said Alpha Tori and I said Alpha Tauri, so it's just kind of like nearly perfectly Tauri. lined up. <laughs> Nelly. So uh, yeah, Simon, why do you think uh, Alpha Tauri or Tori? Oh, it just <laughs> you can say it, way. It, it doesn't really matter. You just based on what people um, pronounce it as. But um, yeah, I mean, they're essentially. They're going to do a lot better this year, but I feel like so the gap from fourth to fifth is going to be way smaller um, than it was. Uh, so I, I am feeling quite quite good about them, but that top four is going to be so tight and competitive that I don't think they can quite break into it yet. But they're definitely going to be getting closer. Um, I've got now I've got Sonoda dramatically improving, sitting in at thirteenth. Um, and Gasly's in my top 10, so we'll get to that. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, re- I'm feeling really good about them. I actually really like them as a team. I love them as, as a pairing. Um, you know, once, once Sonoda is able to just shake off some of those like rookie errors and, and, and things like that. Um, as well as there's the whole sort of thing of him getting the importance of like fitness and stuff and kind of getting out of that sort of like wild child sort of thing. But he can still like, he, he has that. He has that, he has that spark and he has that sort of like a bit of that aggression and you want them to harness that, but do it in a bit more of a, a, a mature way. Um, whereas I feel like, like Gasly, like the suave French male model that he is um is just gonna just yeah keep 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 on um keep on delivering and he'll probably have uh i'm hoping he'll definitely have less kind of like bad luck stuff ups and stuff that may have happened last season 
Yeah, pretty much the the same for me. I expect Pierre Gasly to just carry on with what he's been doing, you know, almost getting like qualifying up in fifth and even kind of splitting the Ferraris and McLarens at uh, what he did last season was kind of, you know, you talk about George Williams trying to extract extract as much as what he can out of that Williams car. Like Pierre Gasly seems to be going to another level. Mm. Uh, I don't mm. know if that's highlighted more because of Yuki Tsunoda and kind of his mistakes that he was making uh, being a rookie driver and everything. Um but, uh, you know, maybe if he's uh, cleaned up, has that experience, like you said, taking the fitness seriously, maybe uh, Yuki will be able to extract uh, just as much <laughs> out of the mm. car as well and kind uh, of rise. Yeah. So I had Yuki Snowder at 11 and, and Gasly in my 10 as well. Oh, 11. Excellent. Very cool. I, I, I just, I, I really just like them as they the, just, it, it helps to see some of this footage and some of this other stuff outside of your drive to survive and that. Um, and to kind of just gauge what what a bit more of the vibe is like, and just uh, those two guys just seem like the sort of like unlikely duo sort of thing, almost like the the like the twenty one Jump Street duo the or something, couple. you know. Um, and and I, and I think it's the, or as we've uh, as they've been coined with the helmets on the Daft Punk of F one, which I think is awesome. Um, so yeah, <laughs> I I would love more than anything to to see to see them do well. Um, so what we have next, number four, is your number four. Uh, I mean, it's probably going to be no surprise that it's McLaren. Um, I do think they're going to have Alpha Torre going to be chomping at their heels, definitely. Um, they're they're probably going to be in this weird little mid ground where I feel like the the top three is going to be so tight, and there's going to be a little bit of a gap in McLaren, and then it's like it's almost going to be McLaren and Alpha kind of like fighting it out, and then be below that it's going to be like Alpine closer to Haas, etc. So, so yeah, um, a little bit of no man's land sort of vibe. Um, the only reason I've put them, I would put them higher if they didn't have Ricardo, which is hard to say. I just, I Oof. don't, I, I don't think Ricardo is going to come through with the goods. Um, I definitely think he's going to do better than last year. Don't get me wrong, but not to the, he's not going to be like a Leclerc signs equality. Um, sort of thing. So, yeah, I, I mean, I'd absolutely love to be proven wrong. I'd love to for, for, for him to do well, win more races, get podiums and stuff. Um, but there's just, yeah, I'm just going in with a general vibe and I think that's just going to solidify them in fourth. I pretty much agree with you. McLaren is also my fourth for pretty much all of those reasons and <clears throat> no other words that you kind of used before helped, you know, kind of summed up what I feel about them as well as like kind of no man's land once again, not being able to push yeah. Uh, for what I feel is that that top three and then and kind of being, you know, either on their own or maybe being pushed by uh, wh- whoever it is, you know, flavor of the week uh, <laughs> uh, that week um, <laughs> to come, yeah, you know, from the fifth and sixth and the rest of the midfield. So, uh, or, or however that shuffles around uh, unknowingly. So, yeah, I definitely had mm-hmm. McLaren there as well. And then kind of Lando Norris to kind of once again outperform Ricardo. Um, yeah. It's hard to not see that happening specifically with how well Lando did last year. I think Ricardo will definitely do better this year uh, yeah. straight out of the gate. You know, he's had one year in, in that, in that car now, but my big worry is McLaren kind of really fell off towards the back end of last year. Um, that was so competitive with Ferrari and then they just kind of fell off a cliff and, even, and it was yeah, even Lando I, as well. So yeah. And that was really hard. Cause it was, it really seemed to be, it was like that perfect storm of a combination of bad luck because it's like the, the, the tires getting shredded, this something, and obviously so and all that sort of stuff as well as Ferrari with the new power unit. 
so Ferrari really like took off yes. in that in that last half, and so it's just kind of like those combinations combined. But I certainly don't think um, there were definitely some some Im- impressive moments uh, and all that sort of stuff. But yeah, I think they're just gonna you know move past that. Ricardo's definitely gonna be a lot more more confident, despite the fact that he's missed testing because he has COVID. Um, but yeah, um, so generally, I feel like I'm gonna be happy with how they go in the year, but I'm not expecting them to break the top three. Um, and both my so fourth drivers, again, drivers are in the top 10, so uh, we'll get to that. Yeah, I've got uh, both in the top 10 as well. But uh, fourth <laughs> again for McLaren. So, uh, you know, is is uh, the team you predict third, is that going to be uh, the same team as last time or a different team? Well, we before we get third? to that, McLaren is my second favorite design, so I've just got to say that. It's my wallpaper right now. Um, and AlphaTauri was my sixth <laughs> favorite. i just got to say that too. I really like that as well. Um, so, I mean, overall, across the board, I think, Aside from Alpine's all pink one, I think these cars look fantastic. I'm, I love seeing the the, the 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 variants, being able to actually pick them out more easily from each other um, while on the track. That's going to be really exciting, particularly to see that in real life. But um, yeah, uh, back to your actual question at hand, it's really coming down to our top three. And my third, don't know if it's controversial, is Mercedes. Mine is also Mercedes. <gasps> We're going to have the same list, aren't we? Inside. We're going to save top four, I think, <laughs> in order. Uh, yeah, yeah, Mercedes, and I think it's going to be by a whisker. I, I think it's going to be this top three. It's going to be more exciting than last year because <clears> I feel like you're going to be focusing on this constructors of this like Ferrari just like coming in and fly, flying in and being competitive in many ways, um, even with their crazy bathtub side pods. Uh, so, yeah, I'm... I just think they're going to be in- Mercedes is going to be inched out. That doesn't mean the drivers aren't going to do fantastic. I'm expecting great things. It just means the people they're up against are just that bit, that that little bit of an edge. Um, and of course, both the drivers being in the top ten from Mercedes. Yep. Yeah, I'm really wondering about like George Russell's ability to kind of like hang with the top end of the uh, of, of the grid and, and not just be at the back top and kind of, of have mm. you know. Even though he's maybe fighting for positions and it's not as stressful with the position he is, but if he's up there fighting for wins and even kind of being in a, a situation where he is up against the Lewis as well, um, yeah, I just, mm. I, I'm just keen to be a fly on the wall and see how that kind of uh, yeah, pans out. Who knows? I, I, I he feel- might. Uh, I feel like he might excel gen- and, and exceed Lewis, or he mm. might, um, you know, they might be on on par and, and both kind of be able to dominate equally or together. So. Yeah. Um yeah. yeah. And that's that's definitely where I'm coming from. I just feel like them them as as a pairing, being able to kind of like complement each other and, and sort of like that respectful uh rivalry. I don't think George is gonna be the type of one that's gonna like harbour a grudge unless he's significantly outperformed, you know, like three years into it sort of thing. Um but yeah. I'm expecting pretty good things from him. Um ultimately though, I feel like Lewis is going to naturally will beat him. So I'm guessing our one and two are the same, and I'm guessing our driver's champion is possibly the same as well. Who knows? But uh, tell us, Simon. I guess we'll uh, we'll just get one and two out of the way now. I'm feeling like you have Ferrari at one and Red Bull at two. Is that right? That is correct. And I also that have correct. that. So why, like, let's get into kind of why Ferrari is going to be number one and then uh, why, why Red Bull is going to be two. If... I absolutely love Perez. 
if I felt more confident in him as a consistent driver at a high bar, it would push him into one. But I believe in the the mindset and the consistency and the strengths of Leclerc and Sainz together that they're just going to be like, as a pairing, just being able to push them straight to the front. It's going to be super competitive. Um, Max is going to be really aggressive this year, um, you know, to 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 try and get get a drivers. Um, but I feel like, like it has done with Red Bull for a long time, it falls more into that one-two. Whereas I feel like uh, within their team, um, but I feel like Ferrari. There's a reason Max has the number one on his car. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Um, whereas, yeah, for Ferrari, um, it's like you've got your Leclerc fans, you've got your Science fans, but I think like any Ferrari fan is happy for either of them to to win whereas i feel like maybe when it's you know there's like hardcore max fans and they're kind of like glad that perez is there to like help out but they kind of probably view him as a bit more of like a support for max um i'd love i would absolutely love perez to beat max in some races just as a way just for his own career and, and all that sort of stuff and 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 that's like a healthy competition that keeps max going and stuff um not that i don't think max is uh, i think he's like a dog with a bone he's not going to let go so yeah, um, I just ultimately I think it's just having that those two drivers that that that, that quality with them, even though I've ranked them different, um, and the potential there that's just going to push Ferrari into one. Yeah, I have the same feeling about Perez as well, and just he's like inconsistency and and some kind of you know loose moments where um, even in the British GP when they had the sprint race, he was kind of up the top, and he's the one that kind of lost his position there or in the you know, the first. Is it Austrian or the Red Bull home race? You know, mm. kind of getting the the dual penalties uh, up against um, the, the the Ferraris there, or kind of you know, mm. I mean, a bit he, loco, he, yeah, <laughs> or a bit a bit 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 uh, a bit a bit bit aggressive, kind of like Max, but um, in other ways, just kind of like losing the plot. I think that's what we said at the time when we were watching that race. Like, what is he? You know, he's 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 had the one penalty now. He just kind of doesn't care. And there are other times when I'm just like. You know, if Max is getting pole here and then he's kind of underperforming or not getting out of Q2 sometimes, it's kind of... Mm, mm. It's, he it's definitely kind of, started coming in. He started proving bizarre. himself more towards the end, definitely. Um, I think he... I feel like he had like a decent start and then towards the end, it's just kind of in, in, in the middle. It was kind of... In the middle, yeah. A bit wish-washy. And, and, and this, he had sprinklings of moments where... He he did you know defended well and had great team play and strategy play that in in the end like was the difference to help mm, Max mm. win and not just in that last round at Saudi Arabia but you know there are other times in the season where he's protected Max uh, from you know being undercut or anything like mm, that so mm. um, he's definitely done the job there and and I think it's literally once again, the ultimate that, that mindset of like everything everything <laughs> yeah. for Max and uh, at at all costs and and Perez knows what he needs to do here so I mean I guess the only thing is how how long does that go or or does that does that over time if Perez stays stays there does that become like a Bottas sort of thing um you know does he want to or or is he kind of like that different mindset where he would be like okay yeah I know what they want me to do but I want to push myself to prove them wrong sort of thing um I would love to see more of that I think the defense he did in Abu Dhabi was some of the absolute best racing I've ever seen Perez uh do I thought that was that was incredible and then he sacrifices himself for Max essentially I was like, like it gave me chills when it happened because I was like, man, he's he's and the, <laughs> and the slipstream for the um the, the qualifying lap as well, mm. the slingshotting, oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, when and then Max got, gave one to him as well. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> when he got to race in Mexico, that was really great to see. Um, as as well. Um, 
So, yeah, I um, yeah, I, I just think it, it comes down, and I don't really know if Red Bull can, as a type of team. I mean, maybe Mercedes have kind of broken that a bit. Like, it's going to be interesting to see how it goes that dynamic. But Red Bull have often lent more on one driver, um, which is totally fair. You know, that's fine. Um, but yeah, how 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 long can that sort of like? How could that guarantee them a top in the constructors? Is is where it sits in the back of my mind. Yeah, and like you were saying before, uh, with Leclerc and Signs, I think they were just so consistent last year. They, you know, the new power unit towards the end of the year, they kind of obliterated uh, McLaren in that kind of race for third. Uh, and they've kind of been pushing towards, you know, the development of the car for this season. And, and even in testing, they've kind of been so consistent as well and up near the top. So um, I definitely feel like, you know, both of those drivers are going to have a really good year and mm. uh, be able mm. to keep pushing. Yeah. To the point where they uh, get the constructors. <laughs> now, are they going to have a good year or are they going to have a Pirelli? Because I really feel like it's probably the Pirelli and not the good year. <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't, uh, wouldn't I'm sure you get tired of these puns, but anyway, uh, we'll, we'll keep going. Oh, my God, Simon. Oh, my God. So, um, I guess uh, different mm. different champion to the constructors. Who, who Who is your champion then? Well, are we starting with the champion or are we going to go 10 to 1? We can go 10 to 1. Yeah, let's go 10 to 1. Number 10, Alpine, Fernando Alonso. Yep. Oh, you want me to go? You want to do it back and forth? We'll go back and forth, yep. <laughs> All right, then. Uh, my 10 is Sebastian Vettel. Okay, very cool. My number 9, Ricardo for McLaren. Ricardo for 9. Oh, there we go. Number 8, I've got George Russell, Mercedes. Number eight, Pierre Gasly. Ooh, I've got number seven, Pierre Gasly, AlphaTauri. I got seven, Sergio Perez. Oh, this this is like this is quite interesting. It's like a jumble. They're all there, but it's a bit of a jumble because in number six, I have Sergio Perez, Red Bull Racing. Number six, I have Lando. Number five, I have Lando. <laughs> <laughs> well, number five, I have George Russell. <laughs> oh wow! Okay, that that that's the biggest difference so far. Okay. Um, number four, I have Leclerc. Ferrari. Number four, I have Sainz. Oh, okay, okay. Number three, I have Lewis Hamilton. Mercedes. Number three, I have Lewis as well. Oh, wow. Number two, Carlos Sainz, Ferrari. And number two, Leclerc, which makes <laughs> my prediction and your prediction the same for Max to uh, do it again. Yeah, no, I, th- I think he's... He has been on record sort of saying in the past about, they ask him, okay, if you win this, like, what does that mean for you? And he's thinking, and he sort of was trying to pass it off as, oh, it's great. I've won a world championship. I sort of like, you know, I'd be happy if it ended there sort of thing. But I think that's somewhat a bit of a red herring. I think the stuff that happened with uh, Michael Massey and stuff, he's going to be out to just prove a absolutely no asterisk, no terms and conditions, no byline Drivers' championship, boom. Um, doesn't want to have to explain or even talk about Abu Dhabi uh, again, unless of course we have a con- controversial Abu Dhabi at the end of this season. <laughs> so um, yeah, I think Max <laughs> is going to come at swing. I don't think he's going to. It will. It's going to be super tight as well. Like I'm talking single single digit points between him, Signs, and Hamilton. Yeah, I think it'll be uh, quite close uh, at the at the top. So, um, yeah, once again for 
it was tempting to put Leclerc up there, but he's only had like two or three race wins, and Max had like 10 last year. It's really mm. hard to go past that kind of experience and with how ruthless he is, and the gap that Max and Lewis had over the field was just like, they're in another league of their own. I guess the only reason that's kind of pushed me Lewis back and then Max uh, number one and then Leclerc splitting the two is really like the last couple of days at testing with kind of all reports having that, you know, Red Bull are kind of very happy and then they're uh, kind of ahead of schedule and, and the kind of the development kind of path that they've taken um, is, is quite good, whereas it's been the opposite with the Mercedes, even though in a lot of previous seasons, Mercedes has kind of been uh, kind of holding their cards or, or kind of downplaying. Playing it down uh, and then coming out and being like, boom, we're still the king. Yeah. Obliterate. So whereas a lot of people think that, that maybe there is genuine concern there. So um, yep. maybe that's just, uh, who, who knows, playing possum, but we'll, we'll see in one week's time or five days time from uh, the release of this. So um, I guess that's what it is. You know, who knows? It's hard to ride off Lewis, but I I just kind of feel like that Ferraris are are really hoping that Ferrari have a good year. Like Mm. Mm. just the the form of testing, all the development they put into last year, um, you know, Ferrari is synonymous with F1. You know, a lot of, a lot of drivers kind of want to drive for Ferrari Mm. based on the kind of legacy. Yeah. It brings it back to that, like, you know, the heights with Schumacher and stuff like that. So, yeah, that, um, that, that's right. So, uh, and and while we just will quickly touch on the Ferrari guys, the reason I had mine in a different set with Science in number two, I feel like there's an element of Leclerc as cool and kind of like calm and sort of like he's not that loudly spoken and stuff like that. I feel like there's an ele- element of him that like panics, and I think Science has managed to work his mindset through that. That I think he's going to be very controlled. Um, I feel like Sainz will probably actually be a bit more of like a Hamilton-style driver where it's a, it's going to be, become a bit more considered and strategic and, and, and less like about aggression. And I feel like that, yeah, like the ideas of, you know, Leclerc puts it on the wall or whatever, I, I think he's going to suffer from a couple of things that will be disappointing and just drop him down that bit. Um, I But I think Sainz is just going to deliver a bit more consistency, hence why I put him in, in the second. But, I mean, I think the... The coolest part about this entire thing is that it just doesn't become the Lewis versus Max story. It's like you throw someone else in there. It's like, and who who's to know that next year could we have like Orlando up there and you have like four four people vying for the drivers? Um, that would be incredible. So we're definitely in for a good year. Um, I feel like, yeah, very good. Um, let's get into our other five kind of pinpoint predictions. Of course, we gave one uh, at the start beforehand. Um, I had Charles Leclerc uh, breaking that Monaco duck and, and erasing that nightmare. So, um, mm. yeah, yes. uh, I guess my 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 second one that I've got, so that was my first one. My second one here, I got three other drivers will break their duck. Carlos Sainz will win his first race. George Russell will get his first podium and Michael Schumacher will score his first points. So George Russell will get his first podium because you're not counting Spa. Well... I'm, I'm not counting Spa. I'm not counting Spa. Spa, yeah, I yes. don't think you can count it. Yep, yep, yep. No, yes. Uh, yeah. Cross the checkered flag. And, and, yeah. Well, <laughs> Actually raced flag, down, they? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. In a race. So, yes. I'm not, con- I'm not I'm not. as confident enough to say if he'll be a winner yet, uh, but I think mm. signs will definitely break the duck. So, yeah, that's my second prediction. Okay, so my first as a recap was that both Haas's Magnussen and Schumacher will score at least 10 points each for the team, um, you know, being a significant change overall to break that Haas curse, hopefully. And my number two is that in AlphaTauri, Sonoda will get 
at least one podium this season, and Gasly will win at least one Grand Prix. Gasly with the win. Mm-hmm. No to the podium. I'd, I'd love to see that. Mm. Um, it's called the Synodium. That's that's what Synodium. I'm calling it now. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I, I think, like I, I mean, Gasly's won before. He's won a Grand Prix before. Uh, but this time I feel like he, he's going to do it out of a pure, like it, it won't be because of a, any accidents or anything in particular. I just think there's going to be something where it all comes together. Um, and that would be incredible if that was the French Grand Prix for him. So... Number three, both Fernando Alonso and Sebastian Vettel will retire from F1. Ooh. Seb will win one last race this year. <laughs> I had a very, a very similar one where I had Vettel will leave after the season and will open up a spot for Piastri to join Aston Martin because Alonso wow. will stay on in Alpine for at least one more year. There you go. Yeah. Because originally I was going along <laughs> with the thinking that Alonso Alonso would be unimpressed with the th- with Alpine and he will just drop out and that, but I feel like he is a bit of that. He has a bit of bit more of that. Like I just want to prove a point. I think stubborn, yeah. I think Vettel's past. Like he's, I think he's right at the end. I I feel like he's going to have with Asimov not performing that well this year. He's just going to have like lost the passion. Um, so, but you, as you you predicted that he'd leave as well. But that's how I feel like Oscar's actually going to get into um, finally get a spot in into F one will be through Aston Martin. I want to see if that'll join the coverage. <laughs> <laughs> Do the interviews. Yeah, that'd be cool. That'd be cool. Uh, You're number four? Number four. I've got, at some point in this season, Oscar Piastri will make his debut. Cool. Whether that is filling in for Daniel Ricciardo or not uh, this weekend, we'll find out. Um, highly well, Ricardo's, I feel like it. Ricardo's fit, right? This season? Ric- yeah, yeah. Well, everything's lined up that he'll be fine to 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 come back in. But um, but as as you know, with Alpine extending the offer that Piastri can race for McLaren, um, mm. should he not be well? But I don't think that will happen. But um, yeah, I mean, it would be cool for I guess you know someone's off for Alpine and he finally, as the reserve driver, gets to race in in an Alpine. That'd be that'd be cool. Yep. Um, my number four. Aston Martin will be the biggest disappointment again this season. They will get zero podiums, and neither Stroll or Vettel will get more than forty points each by the end of the season. Oh, poor, poor Vettel, mate! You're just, you're just kicking the boot, <laughs> sticking no, the boot. And, and I don't think it'll be anything to do with him. Like I think it's, I think that there's going to be some car issues, and it'll let him down. And I think that's going to ultimately lead to him leaving. I'm trying to predict like fairy tales for Vettel. You're over here just like stomping it, crushing it. <laughs> Uh, number five, it will be announced that Gasly will return to Red Bull in 2023. Yes. Well, ooh. so you're suggesting Perez gets rude. Psych, he replaces Max. Um, <laughs> <laughs> man, that would be crazy, though, to see a Gasly-Max duo. I feel like they'd be really... I feel like he's so much better now, and, and from when he kind of got... got parachuted yeah. into that seat now and he's like almost had a point to prove and yeah I, oh, I, just, he's, I feel he's, like he, mm, exactly he's been this entire time he's been trying to get back into Red Bull um, even though he's synonymous with uh, AlphaTauri so 
Um, I definitely feel like Red but Bull. Perez did that- such a good job last mm. year. Like Perez did such a good job at getting Max the title. Like it really comes down to what Perez does and how he performs this year, and, and whether they're going to you know kind of make mm. that move or extend. And then it's Perez interesting to- is then what what would what would happen? Like would would they swap? Could Perez end up at AlphaTauri? Like you know, <laughs> yeah, never know. Um, all right, so that, that was that was your final. Uh, my final is. Signs will beat Leclerc in at least 18 of the 23 races. Ooh. Hmm. Dominate him. Even if it's by one, one spot. Know- like, I, like I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not talking he's getting crushed. He just has to beat him, even if it's by one spot. Wow. I've got a bonus one as well. Number six. Ready for this? I'm uh, dropping this on you. The term porpoising will become annoying by round two and will continue to be talked about until mid-season break. <laughs> That's a given. <laughs> or as some, some people say, porpoising and like, porpoising, like there's different pronunciations. And then there's, I, I've had to listen to, to, to Damon Hill try and describe what a porpoise was to people. And I'm just like, what is what's happening? <laughs> as the font of knowledge. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, that's it. We've both got Ferrari as our... Um, Constructor mm. champion, and we've both got Max as our driver's champion. How boring. I can't believe it came to the same kind of consensus. Uh, I guess the journey there was a bit different. <laughs> Ferrari between, being but... a number one isn't boring, though. I think that's that. That That is still, in many ways... Like, I feel like the hype is putting that in people's minds, but in many ways, I still feel like it's a bold prediction. Like, we're actually, we, we are actually both putting... Like, we've justified the reason, but it still feels like there's a bit of a leap of faith with that. It's so much of an unknown, isn't it, with the, hmm. the new regs and it's exciting, the man. new cars and who's going to get it right and the, who's not going to get it right. I think the coolest bit is that some of the, like, like Gary Anderson on, on the race is trying to, and he's, like, an you know, experience, like, with with aerodynamics when he was with Jordan and all sort of stuff, you know, behind the scenes. He, he knows his stuff, gets very technical, and he just cannot make head or tail of how the Ferrari side pods are an advantage, and I love that. Like, if you can, as a team, come out with something that baffles even, like, some of the most knowledgeable, what kind of results are we going to see? Like, could could it could it backfire? You don't know. Um, yeah, there's just there's just so much more variance and diversity this time around. Um, man, just, just fast forward to the weekend. Let's get into it. Okay, here's another. Let's throw some up here. Will Lando win a race this year? Will he break his duck? Yes. How many race winners do you have this year? Race winners. Mm, how many were there last year? There was Five? Si- six? There were six last year, and that uh, top was the first time they've had six since, I think it's either 2012, mm. possibly. I know there's been some time between uh, that amount of race winners. So, I think, we might, I think, we, I think we'll surpass that. I think we'll get seven. You reckon we'll get seven? Wow. Yep. And I'm, so I, I, one of my predictions was going to be that through whatever means, whether it's a crash or whatever, that K-Mag would win a race. That was as bold oh, wow. as I was, was going to get, but I wasn't quite, I didn't quite have the cojones to put that one down, but that was something <laughs> I was vibing on. So Now that is a prediction. That'd be cool. You heard it here first. K-Mag's yeah. going to win a race. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Very I don't. I, I think. I definitely think Norris will get 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 one. I don't know if he'll get 
too. I don't want to jump. It's one of those things that I, obviously I'm so embedded in love McLaren so much that I don't want to like push the predictions beyond kind of like a realm of realism. Whereas I feel like with some other teams, I'm able to go, oh, Ferrari, I'll just chuck them up the top sort of thing, you know? Uh, but when it's kind of like, you, know, I don't know, there's, it, it's almost like that attitude where people are, oh, if you go for a footy team, you have to like support them in every single aspect of, even if you know they're going to lose, I'm kind of like, oh, I'm just trying to be a bit realistic here, man. So <laughs> here's a, here's a question for you. Okay. At any point during this season, do you think we'll see an all-British podium between Hamilton, Norris, and Russell? Ooh. I mean, that'd be like a mis- Ooh, at Silverstone. If that happened at Silverstone, jeepers. The Brits would implode with an excitement. <laughs> <laughs> they reverse Brexit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that... I've never thought of that. That would be crazy. Um, I'm just trying to think what other ones there could be. Like, it'd be great to see an, an Ocon and a Gasly on a, on a podium together. Uh, France would go insane. Yeah. Ooh. I, I don't think. I, mm. let, let, let's just put that works, put that right. down as a tentative: an all Brit podium at Silverstone. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah. You heard it here first. <laughs> I'm trying to think on the fly of what else I've got. What else? I had yeah. like five race winners, which was Verstappen, Leclerc, Sainz, Hamilton, and uh, I put a smoky in there with Vettel. I thought it was going to be pretty much dominated by fewer race winners this time, but possibly mm. uh, more podium variations uh, through circumstance, possibly. Yeah, uh, but, it, uh, it is interesting, though, because there's, there's things like... The stuff that we've seen so far, and again, yeah, as I said always, you, you take testing what you will... But aside from like the brakes issues and stuff, it's been described that like you know the, the the McLaren car is deemed equal to Mercedes in terms of speed and stuff, and so it's just kind of like you know if, if if they get on top of the issues that they currently have, there's no reason why you can't project a McLaren into like being a race winner. Um, so that's kind of why where I end up at like seven race winners because I feel like you'll probably get you'll get one from McLaren and. And one from an Alpha Tauri, and yeah, mm, very interesting. I'm looking forward to the Miami race as well. That'd yeah, I mean, the ultimate would be Latifi wins the race, <laughs> or Guan Yu Zhou wins the race, <laughs> or, 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 or like Bottas repeats well. and takes out half the pack. And <laughs> yeah, wow, no, this is cool. This is cool. All right, well, that's pretty much it. So, uh, yeah. If you've uh, listened to this and enjoyed it, thank you. I'd love to hear your predictions as well. I'm sure um, we'll see some in that F1 Discord that we're kind of a part of. So uh, that's going to go off this weekend, I think. Uh, it's fever pitch. It's uh, like doubled in size in the last past week. <laughs> yeah, and I think everyone will be like in that big spoilers. Like ever, I think most people will be like trying to watch the first race live, you know, time zone permitting and work commitments permitting as well. But I think so many people mm. will be like, yeah, it's going to be good fun. So can't wait to uh join you uh over the discord watching for uh another 20, 20 races except for one we'll be in person at melbourne in yes weeks. yeah Always. i was like wait what what, what? oh yeah yeah we're doing that what, aren't we? what are we yes, not we? watching <laughs> um so. i i think the uh sorry i forgot what i was gonna say it was riddled with excitement however um anyway okay yeah we'll cap it off here
<laughs> I think you were going to say you can find Simon over on Twitter at Precise Path. And That's exactly. And you can exactly. also find his music discovery podcast, Take My Tone, which is out every week uh, a Wednesday. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, if I am correct there. So you can check that That's out right. as well. Great music discovery podcast, uh, available in all good podcast services, Apple, Spotify. Um, uh, where all else can areas. you find Take My Tone? Just any player that you have, I'm pretty sure it's there. So there you go. And you That's can right. go to takemytone.com if you want to read some stuff. And of course, if you've been listening since episode one, which you should and you should go back and do, you can count the amount of times that Buddy Watson has appeared on the show. Too many times. Yeah. <laughs> Never too many. I'll be on there a lot more. Yeah, that's right. And if you found this podcast, congratulations. Uh, if you're listening to this and don't know how you found it or like you're overhearing this in someone else's car, like, hey, check it out. Radio Watson, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all good podcast services, even the bad ones as well. Over on Twitter at Radio Watson underscore. That's the podcast. I'm at BuddyWatson12. I'm only on social media at Twitter. So uh, follow me over there for all my uh, hot takes. They're just opinions, remember, on uh, all things pop culture. Got an Oscars episode coming up. We're doing some predictions and then some analysis nice. on breakdown from the results uh, which should come out in a couple of weeks or so so uh, until then thanks for coming on Simon and no worries I'll speak to you on Sunday all right uh, on behalf of Simon myself Buddy Watson this is Radio Watson out out